Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Babe. I'm here with Graydon Shepard. Hello. Every time I see you, I want to laugh. I don't know how to take that. I, like, I get, like, I feel like I almost got into this zone because we went to the movies on Saturday night where yeah. and I, and then, like, wanted to immediately just dissolve into a laughing fit. Well, we had a good one when we went to see Shape of Water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Over caramel corn. Yeah. Because it was like an awkward, it was more of an awkward laugh. Yeah, because I went to the bathroom and came back and you were like, had the caramel corn prepared. You were like, do you want some? Like as I was sitting down, I was like, did you practice that while I was gone? I did because we, like, I feel like when I got the caramel corn, I was like, hey, do you, would you like some of this or should I get this like for us? But right. then I started eating it and was like, no, this is going to be just for me. <laughs> but then I felt bad because like I ate most of it sitting next to you. And then I was like, he knows that I'm just eating this. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it at all. <laughs> fully was spiraling. I was like, he knows that I just ate oh. this. Like he's going to think that I'm like really selfish with the caramel corn. <laughs> then you went to the bathroom and I was like, okay, there's literally like a quarter inch of caramel corn left but like you need to make the gesture so that he knows that you're not selfish yeah that's what i was thinking the whole movie do you remember any of the movie no. <laughs> i didn't like the movie oh, God, probably terrible yeah i mean for a lot of reasons yeah. but probably i'm like crying now yeah. <laughs> no i get giggly too with you it's fun <laughs> <laughs> What? No. <laughs> was I being shy? When? Just now? Yeah. You're being coy now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between shy Graydon and then coy silly Graydon. Yeah, silly. Being silly. <sighs> um, I'm coming out of like a pretty crazy depression last week. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> You were sick, though, weren't you? I was sick, and then I got depressed because I was sick, and then mad at myself oh. for being sick, oh, no. and then depressed. Like It was like a whole thing that just spiraled, and then finally, I just decided, well, on Saturday, I felt better, so then I stopped being depressed. Yeah, you seemed good on Saturday. Yeah, it was good. I yeah. was like, it's time to leave the house <laughs> after like five days. <laughs> Of basically taking to the bed or the couch. Is it at post-holiday stuff? No, I know you had an okay. I think it's like, yeah, like I had an okay Thanksgiving, but I feel like I get really bad vacation come down. Mm. And even though it wasn't like a super fun vacation, it was like fine. It was like fine and uneventful, which is good for yeah. family stuff. But almost sometimes that feels more depressing than having something go really horribly or really well. Yeah. Like, just like a neutral. You're just like... You spent that okay. time doing that, and then now it's back to life. and like, yeah. So yeah. And it takes me out of my, like, day-to-day schedule or activities, and then it's hard for me to, like, adjust. Yeah. When I was talking to my therapist about it, I think I've always been this way, where it's like... Because I remember once when I was pretty little, like, probably, like, six or seven like sob crying after a vacation <laughs> like uncontrollably in my bed and my mom was like what is wrong with you and i was like i 
you don't know. Like losing my shit, like heaving, choke crying. Oh my god! So it's just Drama. like in my DNA. Yeah, to like from the beginning, be so sad, babing out after vacation, <laughs> <laughs> after any sort of trip, overstimulation. Maybe that's it. Maybe, yeah. but then what am I supposed to do? Just be like still and calm as a lake sensory deprivation <laughs> that's a lake sensory deprivation <laughs> tank you could just go drown yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got clothes <laughs> but i need to know like from other people like how to deal with this because it actually has been plaguing me forever hmm. and i think it's also like i'm just like very prone to depression and like anxiety so that is also doesn't help right the dealing with that yeah do you have that from vacations i don't get vacations <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like i haven't you don't take trips not really you take I, work trips. i take work trips and then those like get combined with visiting people and kind of vacationy but i'm never like relaxed on a work trip like mm-hmm. i've gotten to go to europe a few times and you know around the world but it's never like full-on you don't have to think about work. Yeah. So, but I do get like Christmas is the only time of year that I fully can relax. Like I know nobody's going to email or email. anything. Yeah. 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 So, but is that relaxing for you? Cause they're usually around like family or your boyfriend's family. Yeah, it's good. Well, we took the best thing we did was took a road trip from LA to British Columbia and like, but then by the time we got back, it was like, Oh, thank God we're back. So it felt good. Mm-hmm. Cause after two weeks in a car, it's like, feels good yeah yeah i think i'm the kind of person that goes on vacation and sees themselves on vacation forever (laughs) (laughs) like just scamming your way through yeah or just being like i could get used to this life like i'm ready to start over like i was in santa cruz being like i love the bay area like i'm ready to live here (laughs) and like when i went on like the grizzly bear tour i was like i love bus life like i could commit to this for a few years like i just like I guess I like emotionally give myself to the idea that I have a whole new life yeah. <laughs> and then I come back to my life and I like lose all sight of like gratitude or anything. It's I don't fantasy, know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I like living in a fantasy. Yeah, that's healthy. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> Seems to be working out really well. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But yeah, I don't know what the opposite is. Just being like, I don't know, being like, this is temporary and I'm going to stay grounded. Well, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> you could say, uh, like, like be fine. in the moment, whatever, but it sounds like you're too in the moment. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like recognizing that it's not going to last forever may be a good thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Then and I would. Not sinking deep into the escapist. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, like, am I having so, like, it's not even, like, having so much fun, because I've had vacations where it's, like, everything is so fun, and then it's sad to come back, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, good thing I have therapy later today. Yeah, (laughs) you can talk this out (laughs) with somebody you're paying. (laughs) But I need to know, like, from the readers, who has this sort? Do any of you experience this? And, like, what are the methods of dealing with it? 
do what's I it just, like to get vacation? Yeah. What's it like <laughs> to get vacation? Cause even on like when I'm traveling, usually I'm still like working, like I have editing stuff to do or yeah. like things to post. So it's not even necessarily like I'd want to be totally away from working, but it's just like I yearn to travel yeah. and have adventures. Well, it's attractive to feel like you could start all over and have a new life. I mm. mean, like, yeah, that's fair. Maybe in a past life, I was like a gypsy. <laughs> gypsy. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> a travel. Aroma. Aroma. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But that leads that me right? into, I don't know. Mm. Roma. The Roma people. The Roma people. Yeah. Maybe in the past life I was a Roma person. <laughs> There's Is a, Roma just a pun for Romer? Like, he's a Roma. He's a Roma. <laughs> like a British pun? Yeah. Or an Australian? Or like New York. He's is that Roma. what the movie Roma is about? I uh, Or is Roma the title character of that movie? Couldn't tell you. I'll have to see it yeah. find out. <laughs> um, but wait, speaking of the Roma people... Mm-hmm. You know who's really obsessed with them is Fox News. Really? And they say the they say call the Roma people the G word? G's. Yikes. A lot. Oh no. Yeah. And you know what else Fox News is obsessed with? Sex in the City 3. <laughs> Wait, is it happening now? No. Okay. I get Google alerts, though, for Sex in the City 3, yeah. and most of my Google alerts are from Fox News talking about Sex in the City 3. Oh, my God. So, Why? Like, I don't know. They're just, like, really <laughs> into reporting everything that happens about Sex in the City 3. Is that some, like, non like bipartisan show or something? I guess, or it's, like, con- conservative basics really love it. So it's like, it's very like progressive in terms of sex and stuff. Like, I know, but it's also really basic in terms of like my girls and like yeah, brunching. True. Yeah. And like fashion. <laughs> like you can see Tommy Lauren like loving it. Yeah. yeah. Loves it. Yeah. yeah. And like it, it kind of crosses all barriers. Like I guess it is bipartisan in some oh, ways. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> SJP. <laughs> You've done it again. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But yeah, Fox is really obsessed with reporting on Roma people. But why are there, are they, is it the kind of caravan thing that they're worried about? Mm -hmm. I think they just lump everyone that's like an immigrant in. Oh my God. And just like refer to them all as gypsies now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was the Netflix show Gypsy, speaking of Netflix movie Roma Mm -hmm. that my classmate made actually. Really? Um, Yeah. Yeah. She. We went to school together, but, uh, <laughs> name drop. Um, <laughs> people love that show. They I bought shared a, the same agent. 
Really? Haven't talked to him in years. (laughs) (laughs) But like people loved that show. And so I guess, I don't know. Can you call people a gypsy? I don't know. Readers can weigh in. Yeah. Readers weigh in. I don't think you can. Yeah. I think it's like problematic. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that people still do, but it's like, if you want to be woke, you don't say it. It's like the M word for dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't dwarves bad? Too? No, dwarf is the correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad little, that we... little shorties, not right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I told you that I watched Tiptoes. Oh, yeah. The movie about with Gary Oldman and, and Matthew McConaughey, where Ger- Gary Oldman plays a little person. And then I listened to, do you listen to How Did This Get Made, the podcast? Mm-hmm. I listened to it and it's like one of their earlier episodes. They say the M word like constantly through the episode even though in the movie they tell you not to say <laughs> midget they say say dwarf or little person and they're just throwing it around i love it learn nothing no learn absolutely nothing <laughs> well it probably seemed like a joke because in the movie yeah. like you can't really take it seriously if gary oldman playing a little no. person is like trying to tell you what's right and yeah. wrong <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like blackface for little people basically. yeah yeah i love like movies that do that because there are so many like riding the bus with my sister <gasps> oh my god a classic rosie rosie oh, why did she think that was a good idea i don't know and what's even more shocking is that annie mcdowell a princess and a oh, queen yeah. was involved <laughs> and they use the r sisters, word right i haven't se- i haven't watched it i've only seen the like outtakes yeah it's a, I've watched it. I've watched like it multiple it. times. Really? Yeah. Um, it's pretty classic. Yeah. But also bad. She's doing a whole, like a horrible, horrible impression. Yeah. What about like, okay, so there's tiptoes. I want to think of now other movies that do this that are like offensive. Well, what, um, the other sister, the but other Pete, sister. that one always gets a pass. Yeah. Cause I, I guess it was more was, like sweet and realistic. I guess so. Still. Um, um, the not lady in the water. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> pretending to be offensive. a monster and they're yeah. not. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the Danish girl with Eddie Redmayne. Oh, oh, where his where he was fully. A, I'm a lady. Like I'm a lady. I never saw that movie. It's his. It seems like it would not age well. Affect. No, and it was it was bad at the time. Like his weird affect of like I don't know. He just like does this horrible impression of like <laughs> it's like little britain it's like the sketch from little britain i'm a lady it's just oh, so bad <laughs> like i feel like all those like even dallas buyers club like Oof. we're gonna look back and be like jesus yeah like not it's okay. so rapid now like stuff getting so feeling wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what else I forgot. Didn't Eddie Redmayne win an Oscar for that? No, I think he won for playing oh, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Yeah, he loves like a oh, moment escaping into another <laughs> minority, <laughs> like me on vacation. Except yeah. his is problematic. <laughs> I had this thought that was it. Kira Knightley, who is like only ever in period pieces. Yeah, she's like she's one of those girls who was like. I was born in the wrong decade and then just like did something about it. Mm-hmm. And so now she lives in the 1900s. Yeah. Only. She's fully like committed to yeah. that life yeah. and it works for her. 
She's got to do something soon. She has a new movie coming out where she's in like World War II yeah. with Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah. And is he like a Nazi in that movie? Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh, I think it's like at the end of the war or something. And then they hook up. Then they're like having like a crazy Nazi affair. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde haired, blue eyed Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. I was intrigued. I yeah. was like, I'm seeing this. But it's no head full of honey. No. <laughs> <laughs> We have to talk about Head Full of Honey. It's so bad. How did that movie come out? Oh my God. Who, in, who was like, read a script? It's about what? It's about like a... He's, losing, he's getting Alzheimer's An old or man getting Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. And the movie is called Head, <laughs> head Full, full of, honey. of Honey. And then at one point in the trailer, someone's like, they always say I have a head full of honey. And like... <laughs> he does say it. <laughs> it's like a fake movie from Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And it's like... Um, touching but after i saw the preview i was like i kind of want to see head full of H- oh it's H- a good full of H. Yeah. yeah h <laughs> head full of h <laughs> heroin head full of heroin that's my more my speed yeah your, your biopic oh my god but like who read that and was like yes They should really now have like highlight the decision makers that are greenlighting these movies so that we know like who to blame or like who to credit for things. Yeah. Because I think that's now becoming just as important as the movie itself. Yeah. Like the fact that someone reads something or like watches a cut of something and is like, hell yes <laughs> let's get it out there let's christmas season we're gonna hit awards next yeah, year put it out there. this is amazing <laughs> like i love this so much like i want their name fully displayed with a photo yeah in the preview yeah so we can say thank you <laughs> yeah for this and or fuck you for this <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile they're holding all the good movies back um big red flag in that is that like all of their clothes are look brand new yeah isn't it is it a period piece is it taking place in two different times oh god i I feel like it's one of those like rachel mcadams movies where Um, there's like it's like a notebook notebook. style where something's happening but then also they're in the 1940s i try to remember but my head's all sticky (laughs) i guess i got a head full of honey And it's like, hey, Grandpa. Oh. <laughs> it's like a little kid. But I feel like Tell the me about twist, childhood. Yeah, I feel like the twist in Head Full of H is that <laughs> <laughs> the kid is like a figment of his honey head imagination. <laughs> that, head like, I was just like vibing that twist. Okay. That he's just like imagining. I like it. Like, I feel like actually the kid is himself. Like he's having a vision of his oh. younger self asking him about his life, mm-hmm. trying to just like wade through his molasses sticky brain. Honey. Yeah. His sticky just honey drowning. head. Yeah. Yo, bees, honey head. Bees are circling somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a classic. I think it was out for two days. Is it already out? It's already out. It was out this weekend when we were looking at movie times. Oh, God. And it had two show times. Oh, man. That movie came and went. Tanked. (laughs) So sincere, so earnest. I'm ready to, like, get a studio system account so I can start looking up and then just, like, I, we probably should be keeping track of, like, who does those types of movies. Uh, What studio system account? Studio system is, like, 
an industry own members only like paid subscription service. So right. like everyone who works in film, like on an executive side has usually their company will buy them access to studio system, which has contact information for everyone. It right. like lists every actor's like agent manager, all their people and their like phone numbers. And then you can find out like other execs and like look up information. Right. It's like a very private, like industry yellow pages or something Ooh, like that. Let's get it. I used to have IMDb Pro. Oh yeah, that <laughs> also I, that's a scam. It's a, it's, IMDb is one of the like a light scam. It's it was good when I was like first figuring move to town and I was like who's where what's what like mm-hmm. that. But then I just got had to cancel it because I was my agent's star meter was higher than mine, so I just said to, <laughs> <laughs> had to get out of there. <laughs> I like being triggered by that. Oh, yeah. She's got more followers than me. Oh, my God. I've never checked my star meter. Oh, really? Readers, you better vote. I got up real high at one point. Oh, I'll bet you did. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But not anymore. (laughs) I'll bet your star meter is higher than mine. Let's see. Should we find out? Uh, Well, can you? Do you have IMDb Pro? No. Oh, you have to have Pro. Really? To see the... To look up just any random star meter? Top 500, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the only reason yeah. to get maybe a reader has it and they can like check okay, for yeah. us readers can... if any of you have imdb pro check me and graden's star <laughs> meter and tell us who's higher yeah tell us who's a star and tell us who has a head full of honey <laughs> <laughs> but don't tweet it send it privately yes and i don't privately. want to spiral yeah unless graden's star meter is higher than tweet it tweet away and then also tell him who his is higher who else he's higher than oh yeah i'm gonna have to do something newsworthy this week to get it up high what would be you like to your... tweet something controversial yeah if you had to do like a pr stunt mm-hmm. what would you do me me little old me god i don't know i i don't know i'm not good at that kind of pr stuff hmm i just i don't know people just say something offensive and then they get out get like all the youtubers all the young ones the teens Mm -hmm. they just say something offensive and they apologize and then it's like like all those shane dawson i don't know if you know that world no there's like Jeffrey Star. Do you know Jeffrey Star? Yeah, he's so, the makeup one. Yeah, okay. And like yeah. said horrible controvert. Like used the N word all the time back uh, in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and so now there's this YouTuber Shane Dawson who goes to these people and like spends like months with them or something. He makes like two, three, five, seven, eight part documentary series about mm-hmm. these people. This is how you can get into the teen world. Okay. Um, I need Shane to make Shane a doc. Dawson. Yeah. About you. About me. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. But will he uncover? Well, I'm like, there's nothing bad to uncover because well, I never, do some bad stuff. I've never rampantly used the N word yeah, well. with abandon. I can't imagine. <laughs> I cannot conceive of a life where you're just like using that word oh, no. frequently. Yeah. Letting your on just tape. Like, yeah, on tape, tweeting it, yep. being like, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> psychotic. Post it. <laughs> it's like, what oh in the God. world? Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, you could do something like that. So, wait, Shane Dawson, does he go around to people and, like, dig up their old tweets? He spends, like, a lot of time with these th- people and then, like, kind of confronts them softly about their 
past, but he's not, it's not like, it's all very pandering and like, it's like a redemption. Like he's yeah. like, he's smoothing over like the PR snafu. Yeah. He did it for, um, um, Jake, uh, Paul. Oh, okay. And like, by the end I was like, I really like Jake Paul. <laughs> 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 I'm so easily manipulated. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see head full of honey. Yeah. So <laughs> advertising works on you. Yeah. Your product really capitalism. Does. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Anyone mm. doing anything. I realized too like I'm fully like in the system. Mhm. Like just like at capitalism's will. Oh yeah. 24/7. Yeah, buying stuff makes me happy. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't make me happy, but I do it anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> hoping that the whatever next thing that I buy will be the one thing that makes me happy. Well, they did now like the money doesn't make you happy idiom or idiom is mm-hmm. the right word. So, I don't know. What it is. Idiom. Oh. <laughs> no. Moving on. It's it's not true. Money can make you happy. Yeah. Having money makes you happy. Yeah. It's but not, spending it doesn't keep you happy. It doesn't like it doesn't solve all your problems, but it might solve your money problems. Yeah. yeah. And like it solves any health problems or mm-hmm. most of them, mm-hmm. unless you got a head full of yeah, honey, you get a better quality of life by having money. So yeah. Sorry. But just like materialism. Yeah. There's always going to be that's, something else. Yeah. That's yeah. tricky. There's mm-hmm. a difference. Plants make me happy. Oh yeah. You're getting, I'm getting pretty plantical in here. Oh wait, I think we have that one. No, we don't. You have this kind it's easy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like your tall one. Yeah. Readers, if you're to visualize, there's plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> visualize, close your eyes and imagine lots of plants. Yeah. Me. There you go. Yeah. But like, yeah, nothing. I don't know what makes me happy about anything I've bought other than plants. What about your... My Yeezys make me happy. Your Yeezys, yeah. You've had a couple of those. <laughs> Kyle noticed. She's like, she bought more. <laughs> uh, keep it on the low. Yeah. I'm low-key about it. Your flow rings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Flow rings make me happy. I haven't seen those in a while, though. I know. It's upstairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like... What I was reading... Or not reading. Well, I was... Re- I'm a Goop <laughs> podcast reader. Uh-huh. And... They were talking, they had an episode this past week about, like, which sounded really dumb in theory, because it was like, I'm creating meaningful moments. And it was like, uh, GP's like right hand woman, Elise, was interviewing a Stanford professor about like, how to make the most like meaningful moments, mm. which is like, you just have a meaningful moment. Like, I don't. Like what? Like what's the big one? He was like, studies show that people love meaningful moments. It's like, duh. But yeah. then it listened to it, and it was really interesting hmm. about like breaking out of your breaking out of your day to day and like doing something a little different or like making like special experiences with your friends or family. Hmm. And those are the things that you remember, and like the science of memory. And why we remember certain things and then, like, not remember certain things. I remember when people made me mad or mm-hmm. did something wrong to me. I'll yeah. remember that forever. He that's said meaningful that. He said that. that. That's, like, common. Like, uh, you remember your deepest, like, pits yeah. in that way. Or, like, your emotional pits. I like to recall them frequently and just get really worked up. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> I love, like, stewing, being like, hmm... And then like stewing and then being furious. Plotting revenge. Yeah. If I ever see that person again. I love a revenge plot. Like I would never really, I would, 
I'm not like a revenge person anymore. I feel like I no. used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then, but like that was more like in high school and stuff. And then now I'm just like, whatever. I'll just like hate you and take out my hatred on myself. I wish I could have seen Mean Girl High School you. It wasn't even like, yeah, I guess it was like early high school or like eighth grade. Uh, ooh, yeah. That's a bad time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like light, some light cyberbullying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god but then like yeah now it's like what do you do about what (laughs) about anger at other people yeah. yeah 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 i don't know i don't get angry really that much anymore you're not an angry person no are you secretly angry do you have a head full of a head full of sriracha? sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> full of sriracha. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know why. I guess I just don't go out enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's it. You don't get angry because you don't go out enough? Yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough interactions with people that would make me angry. Yeah, I, like I don't go out enough to get angry. <laughs> 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 I can get angry by not going out. Yeah. Oh, oh, I did get angry at at Pride cuz nobody invited me to do anything. Oh yeah. And I tweeted like <laughs> something angry. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and then I paid to sponsor it. <laughs> cuz I was drinking at home alone. <laughs> what did you want to do on Pride? Nothing. I don't want to go. I don't know. I just was did like Did you want to go to West Hollywood? I could have gone if I wanted to, but like I didn't I don't know. I just was like it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Nobody even invited me to do anything. I'm gay. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, if you want to, I hate pride, but if you want to go, yeah. I mean, like, I love it, yeah. but I also just like don't participate. Yeah. I I've just like, I'm emotionally either. participating in pride 24 seven. Yeah. So exactly. I feel like my physical presence isn't necessary. Yeah. But if you want to go to pride next year and do something really stupid, I'll do it. Okay. Perfect. Cause okay, I think cool. I, like I, Used to go every year in Toronto with mm-hmm. all my friends there. And that okay. was just kind of like a, it was more like you go and everybody's just there. Pride also now, yeah, it feels like it's a straight people have co-opted yeah. it as a reason to like dress up in like tube socks. Yep. And like American apparel shorts. Yeah. Get some Insta stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like an Instagram sponsored holiday. Yeah. I'm like, where are the gays? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show me a gay person. <laughs> <laughs> oh i did a gut health test how's it going in there well i don't know am i waiting for oh. my results do you have to put some poopy on a stick yeah Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> which i was really excited to do yeah yeah <laughs> and then you send it in the mail on the box said stool stamp and i was like i don't want to be associated with like but then my address wasn't on it but oh, it went okay. to some guy in culver city <laughs> oh, that's too close. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting up close. Now, this is like a brew podcast only because yeah. I'm now getting up close. I basically realized that I am searching for a medical professional to tell me that something is like gravely wrong with me, but <laughs> no one is doing it. So I'm just like looking for things to do that. So like that's that was why you kinda, did the DNA. That's why I was doing DNA and was going to upgrade to like the weird chromosome one that'll tell Ooh. you if you have like Oh yeah. like whatever is in your DNA that like you might have cancer or something. Yeah. 
So then they fucked me over. They like wouldn't even <laughs> tell me anything. Wait, the chromosome people too? But you haven't it was done all the chromosome. 23 it's all twenty three me. Yeah. Oh my god. So now I have to do like ancestry dot com or something, but I don't know if they'll I think they only tell you good things, but right. I want to hear a lot of bad things. <laughs> <laughs> just like in the hospital of Munchausen's, you're just like No, it is like yeah. pre Munchausen's yeah. or something. Oh, and it's not even for attention. It's just like it's a really weird, like, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, negative thought spirals. Yeah. That you just want that mirrored back to you. Mm. So when I had, when I had Instagram that 23andMe rejected my DNA, someone st- was, like, replied to my story and was like, you should try Thrive. They do, like, full gut health tests. And I was like, hell yes. And then ordered one. So now... Oh, God my stool sample is getting analyzed <laughs> it's getting swirled around a centrifuge and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird but i think stool samples are the future everyone's talking about gut health these days okay yeah well that's like kimchi and all that Kraut. stuff microbiome yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yogurt yeah mm-hmm. that's the one kefir or like raw raw stuff and not drinking and all that stuff but like because gut health is linked to inflammation isn't it it's linked to inflammation it's linked to serotonin and it's linked to skin problems it's they say that everything begins and ends in the gut nice yeah and we're reaching like we're reaching the apex of gut health right now great (laughs) (laughs) gwyneth started all the gut health conversation yeah um so i'll keep you updated (laughs) okay yeah no wait so what does it what could you have or what could it tell you um i don't know it just like it analyzes your microbiome and then i guess it'll tell you if anything's off or it gives you like levels and readings of everything okay once i started clicking around i was like bored like you just tell me when it's ready and (laughs) just tell me what degenerative disease i have tell me what's wrong like deeply wrong with me oh god it's just like searching for that answer (sighs) that is (laughs) How long is your therapy session this afternoon? <laughs> Only 50 minutes. Oh, God. Fuck, not oh, enough no, time. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always like, it's like I want to just know that mm-hmm. I'm dying <laughs> <laughs> so that everything I've, bad I've ever told myself could be true. I'm, conv- I've, I'm convinced I'll have a heart attack. I mean, like that's in my family, so... I'm just going to, my heart's going to go out. And I started having panic, panic attacks the past few years. Have you mm-hmm. had those? I don't think I've had like full blown, like short of breath or being like dizzy. Mm. What happens when you have a panic attack? Well, the first one I had, I tasted copper. Whoa. And then like you get just this impending sense of doom, like something terrible is going to happen. And then you work yourself up more if you don't know that it's a panic attack. And so now I know when to, how to head it off, but like you just want to be away from people. So I like walked out of the house and I was just like, I have to get away. And like, um, yeah. And then your chest hurts and it's just all the signs of symptoms of a heart attack basically. Mm -hmm. And it's awful. And it's, and then your adrenaline is just through the roof. Um, and then after, once it goes away, you're just like, Oh, thank God. Like it was nothing. And you're just, it's, I didn't know at first that that's what it was. So once I looked it up, now I know how to like stop it if one starts, Mm -hmm. but how do you stop it? 
Um, there's things you can do. You just tell yourself it's not a heart attack. It's not a heart attack. It's just a panic attack. You just like reassure yourself. There are like things like, um, name, like name five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can touch just to kind of bring you back to the room. Um, and the, and then deep breathing and then, um, yeah, those, those things usually do it for me because mm-hmm. now that I know what it is, it's not as bad, but like, I didn't, when people are like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. It's like, no, you're not having a panic attack. You're probably like going to be silent and walk out of the room and like actually be fearful for your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What does the copper taste link to? Heart attack. I don't, I don't know what, um, I think it has to do with blood. Yeah. Like it's a metallic, metallic blood taste, but I don't know. I think it's just your heart starting to beat faster and your adrenaline going up. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds wild. Yeah, it's awful. (laughs) So that's why I try not to get angry anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've had like a disassociative episode, Mm. but that I don't think was a panic attack. What happens then? Do you see yourself from above? No, it's just like you feel like you're watching, you're like not part of the world, but you're in the world. Hmm. Like Mormons. Kind of. <laughs> you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like you're, everything is like happening and you're there, but you're not connected to any of it. And oh. you're just like in your own horrible zone Ooh. of just feeling like total, it's almost like dream, like a dream, you know, you feel in a dream where you're not really like, like you're interacting with stuff, but it's not real. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Okay. I don't, it was really awful. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh God. I woke up once with, I was dreaming, but I was awake. It was that weird liminal state or something. I Mm -hmm. think it's called. Um, and I was living in a house on the second floor at the time. And I thought a train was coming through my window. So I got up and I got, I was just wearing my underwear and I got out on the ledge of the window and I like tried to shimmy across to the my <laughs> neighbor's window. <laughs> and there were like people walking on the street and I was like fully aware, like I was aware of them. It was yeah. daytime. And then, um, as the train was coming, I like dove back into my window and then kind of came to, <laughs> whoa it was crazy it, it was, was like, like a tom cruise moment yeah like what do you mean like vanilla sky or just like a no just like you're an just action crazy. star <laughs> oh, you're the action star of your own franchise yeah yeah it was it was like it was like augmented reality it was like this nightmare laid over the world that's crazy yeah did you ever get to the bottom of like what it was i think it's just uh was it just a dream it's no it was like it's like i was a it was like sleepwalking basically yeah but i was half aware it's a it's a thing that can happen <laughs> sounds like some your head's full of honey <laughs> yeah, head full of bees <laughs> it's crazy what our bodies can do Ugh. to like i guess attempt to protect us or like tell us things yeah. that we don't just like cognitively know or know how to deal with yeah uh, why are we alive why are we alive? Uh, I didn't ask to be born and this shit's expensive and I'm not even <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> like, it's weird that we breathe. Ugh. You know? Yeah. No, you can't think about anything. It'll work, like, everything will c- collapse. It's going to turn in on itself on the fourth dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fourth dimension, <laughs> should we do, um, I wanted to do a series 
I want to do your panel. Yeah. This is my version of a gut microbiome okay. test. It's On just me. like a spiritual microbiome reading of like your animal card, your tarot, and then the galactic heritage card, which is truly just like a spin off Ooh. the planet into another realm. Oh, here we go. So we'll start with the tarot. Okay. It's quantum physics themed because I love science. <laughs> <laughs> She's shuffling. Will you cut the deck into three parts? Sure. Thanks. (laughs) He's choosing a card. I'm choosing a card. (laughs) I'm like, is it super basic to choose from the middle? And then like, I'm so alt by going to the right. I know. Alt right. Alt right. Do I turn it? Yeah. Okay. No, you just keep it a secret (laughs) forever. It's the eight of pentagrams or something. Ooh, eight of pentacles. Pentacles. Ooh. Looks wild. I like it. There's some evil hole action going on. Mm-hmm. There's a galaxy spinning and all the pentacles are going into the hole. Yeah. yeah. I like the it. power bottom card. Like Satan's nut going in there. <laughs> Ooh, eight of pentacles, galaxy formation. Okay. The eight of pentacles is the card of apprenticeship. It emphasizes the honing of skills and process over end product. What work requires your consistent application? Galaxies formed very early in the history of the universe, and this process is still little understood. However, we can see galaxy formation at work by observing distant galaxies through powerful telescopes like Hubble. Because these galaxies are so far away, their light has taken millions or billions of light years to reach us, and we actually are looking back in time to the early stages of the universe's development. Galaxy formation is a long business that takes its own sweet time. The Eight of Pentacles represents this notion of process, reminding us that things cannot be rushed. Traditionally, it shows the apprentice in his workshop, perfecting his skills. We bring together all of our abilities and apply them to a creative challenge, gaining mastery in the material realm. Okay, I'll have patience then. Patience, love. (laughs) We'll do an animal spirit card next. Okay. This is so out of my realm, I'm not trying to like... I don't, I've never had any, I've never had psychic really readings. I've never had this. I've never had tarot. Yeah. Are you just like not, int- are you just not interested in it? Or is it like, do you believe, do you actively like not believe in that kind of stuff? I believe that I'll take anything when I'm feeling down. <laughs> so like there have been times when I like, I should just go to a psychic reading so I can just get some like encouragement somehow um so i believe that that is actually therapeutic and good and by um because it can be just help you refocus uh but i don't no i don't believe in it i don't think about it i think is it is the reality mm-hmm. yeah but i'm not like skeptical and like uh, this isn't real this is harmful i'm just yeah. like it's fine how did you get into it um i think i always just like have taken to like mystical i just like mystical shit Mm -hmm. and i've just always been intrigued by it yeah i like answers or thinking about like something being in motion or just like Maybe it's like a, maybe it's like not having to take responsibility over my own life. And then you just like chalk it up to the cards <laughs> or like they tell you or like astrology or whatever. But like, right. 
mostly I think it's like an interesting guide or you can like, I think any card that you draw, you can relate it to your own life somehow. So it just becomes like an exercise of self-reflection yeah, and then like self-actualization and realization. Right. I, cause I definitely like searched for something to apply the cosmic card to. Really? Yeah. I found something. So there you go. Love that. <laughs> I'm game. You're picking an animal spirit card. Ooh, the elk. The elk. Ooh. Ooh. Do you know these? Do you know them? Have them memorized? Or no, you've I read through. Have them <laughs> I've read through a lot, but I just like the elk yeah. themes. Do you know that? Wait, all of Santa's reindeer are women. Really? Yeah, because um, male reindeer shed their antlers in winter. Apparently, that's some patriarchy shit. Yeah, so. Apparently, they're all women because they ha- all have their antlers. That's what I've heard. So, Santa's sl- female slave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it would be good news, but I guess not. <laughs> Taking another, no more women getting taken advantage of yeah, by an old white man. Drive them what around. else is new? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all have like male names ish. Rudolph. Dancer. Rudolph yeah. is a woman. <laughs> I don't know. They've been misgendered for years. Yeah, <sighs> this p- pisses me off. <laughs> the elk is stable, resilient, headstrong. The father. Ooh, Ooh. daddy. The great elk represents the earth element in its masculine form. This means it <laughs> provides underlying support and stability amidst life's many changes. An elk personality, whether male or female, is fully established in themselves and knows their core values. This is supposed to be mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They become known and respected for acting in ways that uphold those values. Sometimes the elk's ego can become inflated, but for the most part, they make damn good fathers, mothers, <laughs> lovers, and friends. The world needs more elk energy. When in balance, supportive, kind, consistent. When out of balance, pretentious, high and mighty. To bring into balance, eat and drink more consciously. That is all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a daddy. Maybe your elk I'm a boy. is out of balance. Yeah. You're a baby. I'm a little baby. I'm a six-year-old girl. <laughs> You're a zaddy. I'm a zaddy. I'm my own zaddy. Be your own zaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, will you shuffle and then oh, yeah. pull a card for me? Yeah, of course. I, wasn't know- I didn't know if I was allowed to be a spiritual guide. You are. Okay. You are a kind and supportive friend. You have elk energy. they make damn good fathers (laughs) maybe you'll be a father to your own ideas (laughs) (laughs) and you have to have patience as you become the master of your ideas what do you think about that you old elk head (laughs) she's splitting the deck to three ooh I like your style. Does it matter which way I do it? No. Okay. And then I fan. Mm-hmm. Do I need to bless them or anything with no. my energy? They feel blessed. There's pee on my hands, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I purposely didn't wash my hands <laughs> for weeks before uh, doing this. I leave my elk scent. Oh, you a, get? Whale. a whale. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> wait, I get to read your whale. Oh, oh yeah. no, wait. I'm a terrible reader. Oh. Is it in? <laughs> <laughs> Have patience with yourself. Uh, okay. And learn oh, to read. I flipped right to it. <laughs> <clears throat> Whale. Desire to delve deeper. Profound peace. Ancient wisdom. Hmm. 
The whale represents profound emotional health and stability. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like opposite it's day. It's opposite day. Yeah. Whale personalities are not afraid of emotional expression or traversing difficult terrain as they have uh, as they have overcome many challenges in their lives. These experiences have enriched them, given them stability, strength, and a depth that is rare. Whale energy is usually linked to the feminine forces of compassion and communication. We can depend on whale personalities <laughs> when all else seems lost and trust them to be a beacon in our darkest hour. Oh, love that. You're my beacon. Um, when in balance, I'm being coy again. When in balance, calm, steady, deeply compassionate. When out of balance, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> slips I into felt like old. a fucking whale this week. <laughs> I'll give you some elk food so you can balance. Yeah. Heavy, Heavy slips into old quote-unquote story. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. My whale was right of whack. You ruminate too much. To bring into balance regular self-care. <laughs> you were going to say regular bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would yeah. whale me up. A nice. Self-care. Okay, that's stool. really good. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing good. You're practicing self. I'm back on my whale shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was out of whale whack last yeah. week. Maybe that's it too, because like when you go away, I find that I get out of whack after travel. Um, like especially just recentering everything when you get back mm-hmm. is hard. I think. Yeah. So, Maybe so that, just never leave your house. Yeah. Maybe that also links with like. Because I'm remembering being back when, like, after I was at boarding school, I was, like, gone for basically two years and then just suddenly was back in Oklahoma afterwards. Oh, yeah. And Separation I didn't, anxiety. Then. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know anyone. And it was, like, starting a new life all over again. Yeah. And that was, like, a shock to the system. So yeah. maybe I'm, like, reliving that story over and over and, like, getting out of my, like, whaleness. It's an old story. You it's old story. old story. Yeah. Make yourself a new story. Went out of balance. Heavy. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> True. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it seems like both of our spirit animals are in good places right now. Uh, I hope so. Elk. Uh, elk. Daddy spirit. Daddy's reindeer. <laughs> Um, okay, wait. You have to do my tarot. Oh, yeah. Because we're equals. This ain't, <laughs> this ain't Santa's workshop. I'm ready for a sweaty. Santa takedown. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. I just got so excited. I fucking hate Santa Claus. Yeah. I think he's gross. I think it's gross that we that make little sit kids on sit on his lap. Yeah. He's an old man. He wears fur. Problematic. <laughs> His wife is just like in the background. In the background, when she's probably running the whole show, making sure the workshop goes well. Yeah. 
He employs, he is basically only employing little people to do his bidding, which is a great job opportunity. But also, does he pay fair wages? TBD. And also, he calls them elves. He's an alcoholic. Look at that ruddy old face. Materialistic. He's materialistic. Um, coal is terrible for the yeah. climate. Well, who gets coal? Everybody gets rewarded, even if they're bad. So uh huh. Encourages bad behavior. Yeah, like let's start a new Santa. Yeah. I don't even want to like tell my kids about Santa. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like. Because it's like having fond memories, but then also... Like, the magic of it was cool. Like, at Christmas, you come out... The best thing is to, like, run out of your room, like, check every, like, two hours, and Mm -hmm. then you finally, like, tire yourself out, and then you come out, and there's just, like, a present explosion. (laughs) And, like, that was amazing. Yeah. But, like, I feel like we just need a new Santa, like, a new Christmas spirit. Just, like, funkier funkier more like (laughs) feminine gender fluid like just a non-gender specific santa Mm -hmm. (laughs) with an x with an x yeah (laughs) yeah just xanax yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like there needs to be just like a whole new christmas spirit that's just like love and light and the gifts i wonder if there was that in other cultures like there's like schwarzpeter in the netherlands who's that it's all Santa-y. Yeah, I know. But that's the one where they all dress in blackface, which is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really let's bad. not do that. No. Um, like a Christmas fairy. Fairy. <laughs> fairy. <laughs> An Irish Christmas fairy. Okay, she's picking. I'm digging deep. Yeah. Ooh. This okay. looks fucking evil as shit. Ooh, yeah. There's a We've all got pentacles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the devil. Oh, the devil black hole. <laughs> oh, I like it. The devil represents anything or anyone that lures you, lures you by seduction into giving away your freedom. Oh. Wait, are you the devil or is the devil somebody in your life? I don't know. Let's, let's... How are you allowing yourself to be subjugated? That's so who's stealing your freedom from you are you the devil (laughs) (laughs) you're like take some to no end yeah bitch (laughs) let's find the like longer i'm feeling anxiety about my devil card right now well it's some it's yeah who's taking advantage of you who's taking your freedom Mm, Mm, taxes a few people but we want one eight hundred account. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you like throw up black tar everywhere and like fully just turn into Beelzebub. Yep. Yeah. Black holes are extremely small and dense, exerting such a large gravitational pull that nothing, not even light, can escape. If you could observe somebody approaching a black hole, the force of gravity would be so enormous that time would seem to slow down. At a certain point, it would appear to stop altogether. Because time and space are connected, the massive distortion in space caused by the black hole also causes a distortion in time. The devil represents any powerful, irresistible force that sucks us in. Nice. We may be seduced by the power of an individual or by fame or wealth. Yeah, 
wealth is awesome. Once trapped, (laughs) we realize we have paid for our gains with freedom. The devil symbolizes relationships of all kinds that involve subjugation. The key to this card is imbalance of power. Wherever we are in someone else's power, the devil is... Oh, wherever we are in someone else's power, the devil is present. Underneath the imbalance, the devil indicates an immense reservoir of energy that has got stuck. Our challenge is to release it. Whoa. Hmm. Whose power are you under? I don't know. My depression's power. Oh. That's my black hole. Yeah. That's very spot on. Well, well we all know a little bit. Time to wail. More about ourselves. <laughs> 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 uh, couldn't be a funnier card to pick. Yeah. Good thing therapy is. Germ. Is germ in there? Germ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do the Galactic Heritage cards because these are truly the most babe thing i've ever seen and when i saw them at this like mystical shop in atwater village i knew i had to have them because i was like what are these and then i read (laughs) this like description of them and anyone i think they're they're probably on amazon or whatever but this is like one of the best things i've ever read okay how this card system was created as many of you know i've been channeling since 1985 (laughs) Who is this person? This is Lissa Royal Holt. Oh, yeah. I, Lissa. Know, I know about her journey. You no. do? No. She gets as many as you know. Oh, my God. I've Can you imagine channeling being that confident? Since 1985. <laughs> as the primary beings working through me are Sasha from the Pleiades and Germain, a multidimensional group consciousness that represents the integrated energy of our galactic family. Since the 1980s, they have been providing me with information about the human galactic heritage. Much of this information was included in my first book called The Prism of Lyra. A new edition of this book was published in 2011 by Light Technology. But you already know this. Yeah. So this woman (laughs) just is like literal planet spirits are moving through me. And she says they channeled like she drew all the illustrations on this card. Like she just like held stuff and they like channeled. Oh, and she yeah. channeled all the information in this deck from the planets. Oh, these drawings are amazing. They're incredible. And I was just in Joshua Tree recently, and I saw the Pleiades for the first time ever, because the stars there are so clear. Oh. And it's a cluster of seven planets that glow blue. Ooh. And they're called like the Seven Sisters, and they're a total vortex. And then I was like, wait, Lissa fucking Royal Holt is on to some shit. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you know about her before you bought? No. no, you didn't know. I, the, just the opening sentence, as many it's, of you know, I I've been channeling that. since 1985. Sold. Many of you know. Wait, how old is she? she? She's 36. She started when she was three. Mm-hmm. We conducted the first workshop using the cards in July of 2010 in Tokyo. In this workshop, Germaine, that's one of the planets, right? Discuss yeah. the galactic framework. So she like channels and gives credit to the She channels. She channels <laughs> and when she's channeling, 
like either Jermaine or like Susan from the Pleiades. Who's the Pleiades one? <laughs> Sasha. Sa- Susan. <laughs> Susan Smith from the Pleiades. Yeah. So she is just speaking, but it's actually Jermaine speaking through uh, her. Yes. Can you imagine her in a room full of like Japanese people who are like listening in Tokyo <laughs> and she's just like channeling Jermaine? I, I need her maybe on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. She's I got to find her. Tarobang. What did Remember you say? Tarobang? Babe and Tarobang? One of the readers sent in the question mark exclamation point at the oh, same time. Yeah. Where she's like both. She is babe both. And babe. She's channeling. Yeah. She's doing a babe it. and yeah. a babe. babe yeah. Susan. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> yeah. Susie from the Pleiades. <laughs> and Jermaine. Oh, who is Jermaine to her? Tell, body. Read more because I'm going to okay. shuffle. Okay. Okay, so Jermaine discussed the galactic framework that he used to create the cards. He. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> you're like, many people would call this schizophrenia, but you're profiting off of it and making art, so it's like, chill. Yeah, that's a good way to channel it. Um, he also discussed how to use them and how to work with their subtle energies. Ooh, I wish I was theirs. I, I knew about how to channel this. <laughs> An edited transcript. Oh my god! An edited transcript of that information is presented below to help you make the best use of the energy of the cards. Oh wow! There's a transcript. Oh my god! But I noticed that they don't have author credits on the book. Jermaine and Susan. yeah, I wonder. Well, I wonder if they're even included on the copyright in the bank account. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine wants his fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> do you think the Pleiades run themselves? Okay, let's do a personal question spread. All right. That's a two card. Shuffling the cards, thinking about your personal question. Okay, you should shuffle the cards and think about your personal question. Okay. You shuffle, think about your personal question. It's best if you don't ask yes or no questions, but instead ask for guidance about the situation you face. Feel the situation emotionally as you shuffle the cards. When you're ready, place two cards side by side. The first card will be on the left and the second card will be on your right. My left? Yeah. So that's one, two. Okay, great. Ooh, position one represents the situation as it is now. Do not be distracted by the star energies of this card, as that is not the main information for this spread. In addition to the star energy, look for the card's deeper meaning, how they connect to your situation now. So your situation one, position one, is Vega freedom. That's like from Contact. Is it? Yeah. The star they go to is Vega, or it's coming from Vega. As many of you know, I've been channeling since 1980. (laughs) Oh my god, Vega. Mm. The ancient Vegans had many challenges in their personal development, including feelings of self-limitation, self-judgment, over-controlled emotions, and martyrhood, to name a few. This kept them feeling like slaves to their mental and emotional patterns for millennia, But as they awakened, they realized that those patterns were just illusions that stopped them from seeing their inner light. Once they realized this, they experienced a tremendous sense of of spiritual liberation and freedom. This is the same challenge humans have. Can you stop validating your mental slash emotional patterns and simply be your light? Love. So that's how it is now. Now I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like the shit. This is the one. This is the one. This is the deck that converts me. 
Oh my god. Ooh. 74. Vega. Vega again. <laughs> this is how you're going to solve. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's make sure. Position two represents how the situation is changing. Where is the energy moving? This is similar to the I Ching in that it reflects changing energy. It's I Ching. I Ching. (laughs) (laughs) Can you understand the lesson the cards are saying to you? If the lesson shows you that the situation is moving to a direction that is even more challenging or undesired, it's a clue that you need to take action or stop action in order to affect the energy and or learn the lesson. All right. Vega, initiation and ceremony, future. Early on in Vegan mysticism, initiation and ceremony played an important role in marking milestones in life or spiritual development. On Earth today, we've often lost touch with the meanings of our ceremonies, and so they feel empty when we do them. But honoring important experiences in life is crucial to feeling connected to the universe instead of just like pawns in a bigger picture. This card asks you to tap into this ancient memory and begin experiencing life's milestones, big or small, by celebrating them through a ceremony that expresses the sacredness of your lifetime here on Earth. Meaningful moments. Yeah. That's what they also said in the Meaningful Moments podcast. He was like, you need to be doing ceremonies like and celebrate milestones, even if it's like you give someone like a funny piece of paper or something like that, like make it meaningful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need to have a ceremony. Like an opium ceremony, maybe. Yeah. That could be good. You're a vegan. Yeah. I'm such a vegan. I'm that. Yeah. It all, that all links up. You're Suzanne Vega. Which, and I went to Columbia where Tom's diner is. Oh my God. It's all Lincoln. What's Tom? What's Tom? Oh, the place. Yeah. In the song. In the song. I was sitting in the Love that. Um, I've been thinking about that in terms of social media because it's like it used to be Facebook used to be this place where you would post on each other's walls. And I may have said this already before, but like it was a place to go and like compliment each other and be nice to each other. And Mm -hmm. now it's just like and have inside jokes. Yeah. And like now it's just this like everybody's a newscaster and thinks they whatever. Yeah. We all know what it is. Um, But I was thinking of like maybe there's a way to start a social network that's just like where you can't post on your own wall. You can only post on other people's. Yeah. Everything. And tear them down and cyber bully. Yeah, social <laughs> There's or. There's no way it would turn toxic. No. And like, that's like the thing is like, how many compliments do I have on my wall? Like yeah. in everything. I guess everything does have like a light side and a dark side, but social media seems to have like hyper, like explosive light and dark sides. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like Instagram was that same way where it's just like sharing funny photos and like sharing photos of your life. And then suddenly it turned into like curating the most like beautiful, like aesthetic life. And like started, like for me started to feel like, Oh, this isn't worthy of like being shown because it's not like X, Y, Z. I changed my Twitter name to Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Just at Christmas. No, but still at Graydon Shepard. But my Twitter, like the name isn't is Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten so many followers from doing that. Really? And like, I changed my, I, my avatar to a Christmas tree in the background to like a Charles Wysocki painting <laughs> of Christmas. And like, <laughs> and I get so many notifications now. I never, like I hardly ever tweet anymore, but like I, it's, I think because I'm 
um official or whatever it is verified uh-huh. people think like that my, you are the they, official, yeah, official christmas, christmas. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing that's great so there's a little hack for you if you want to get some followers i want to change mine to just like sexy lady and with like sexy lady background yeah that's how you get followers because i'm verified yeah do it I just want to get 10,000 Instagram followers so I can tweet (laughs) links like or so I can share like swipe up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you have to do. You have to have have to have 10K and be verified. Are you verified on Instagram? I don't know how to even do that. I begged to get verified on Twitter and then they did it. (laughs) Really? Oh, they they did. They did do it. Yeah. 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 It was a dark moment. I did that, too. Why do you want? Why do you want to be verified? Because you make me want to be verified, you yeah. stupid dicks. That's why. Why the fuck not? Yeah. There's only one me. Yeah. yeah. What do I have to prove? Yeah, that's a good... There was a reader that wrote in about wanting to be more active on like social media and get more followers mm-hmm. because she's really funny but only has like 200 followers on Twitter. Change your Twitter name and background to something... Yeah. Very generic. Yeah, you'll get a lot of <laughs> low quality followers. Yeah, who have never tweeted, <laughs> have zero <laughs> followers, and are following four thousand people. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Followers a follower. Follower. Yeah. Um, uh, no, Twitter just garbage now because people will get like two hundred thousand retweets on a tweet and have nobody follow them. Are you thinking about your question? I'm thinking about my question. I'm also thinking like I want to approach social media so differently in the coming year. And a lot of that is about like letting go. I feel like I've had so many moments in my life and like creative career of like mastering social media and you Uh have too. Yeah. And then like pressure to do it again. Subsequently just like being burned. By those experiences. I love how you said subsequently. Why? Subsequently? Oh, I th- is it not subsequently? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old, big old dumb dad. I love that. No, a head full I of love that. Subsequently. Subsequently. I've always said subsequently. Really? Oh, yeah. that's right. That's maybe it's a, a local. It's a me thing. Oklahoma City thing. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But like, so reframing it as though it's like, let's just share. Like, I know I'm funny and I know I'm worthy of sharing all this stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't need the numbers or like recognition to back it up because it's already been there in the past. And it's like truly kind of meaningless at the end of the day anyways. Yeah. That's why I changed my thing to Christmas. Like nothing matters (laughs) anymore. I tweeted to craft singles the other day. I mean, it's just like, let's have some fun again. Let's have fucking fun again. Uh, Where is the fun? It's gone. It's been milked out of our lives. Uh. <laughs> we should do screen class. So that's your left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I pick this. Mm-hmm. Turn it. Ooh. Generosity 68. Lyra. So this is your present. Mm-hmm. There's a theme today. You're maybe, we'll see. Whale. <laughs> generous whale heavy <laughs> I wish it was greedy whale alright 68 an ancient challenge of the Lyrans was to have a generous spirit 
They had a fear that if they gave to others, they would not have enough for themselves. Eventually, they healed this pattern. Humans are now facing the same challenge as they explore the issue of generosity. Most people have no problem being generous when they feel safe and secure, but can you be generous when you feel insecure? Examine your patterns of generosity honestly. Are you afraid to give or do you have resistance about receiving? Balance lies in being able to give and receive equally. Subsequently, that is a true path of transformation. Hmm. It didn't say subsequently. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, love that. (laughs) Like, I don't even know forever say subsequently. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like it. I'm going to start saying it like that. (gasps) Pleiades. Oh, my God. You're in tune with Carmine. (laughs) (laughs) where are the meatballs (laughs) (laughs) your your insides are all all mixed up like a ball of spaghetti (laughs) please open contact all right this is your future jody foster style again contact yeah yeah this card has to do with meeting an other stepping onto common ground into the unknown and making a connection with a new entity or consciousness. So, ooh, channeling. Ooh, channeling. It means facing your fears in order to do this, but experiencing transformation in the process. The future Pleiadians are committed to mentoring humans in this contact process, and their energy is here to assist you. Mm. I knew I'd opened up a vortex yeah. in J Tree. <laughs> uh, it is also likely that this Pleiadian energy is a future (laughs) life of yours reaching out through time to support you oh it's like arrival yeah spoiler totally Um, or it could be a new channeling experience either way it is time to open yourself for contact oh amazing you're on the right path already okay great yeah things are looking up yeah today's our day thanks Lissa royal halt yeah this is a royal halt no but it says illustrations by david cow Oh. Is he another person she's channeling? Could be. I don't know. I thought that she, maybe he channeled as well. Or maybe she drew and he interpreted. Yeah. We're going to do reader mail and I'm going to keep the Galactic Heritage cards out and we can draw one for readers oh. with major questions. Yeah. Do you know Tumblr is getting rid of all NSFW content? Really? Yeah. Well, at least your Persian cat Tumblr is safe. I don't know. There's some risky stuff on there. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. God, everything... Is everything just becoming more conservative and we don't realize it? Yeah. (laughs) We realize it now. My third eye is open. Mm -hmm. I'm channeling. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Hey, Lara, and whatever fabulous lawler you have in house today. Uh, yes. It's you. Good. I've been hooked on Babe since my bestie and eternal Babe, Emily, told me, you have to listen to this pod. It's like you and I are having a conversation. I'd already been a huge Saving Sex in the City 3 fan, so Babe just solidified my Lars Marie obsession. Anyways, I'm mostly full-time theater actor, a couple B-Way credits, NBD, with the requisite side job for career nulls. I'm a babe most I'm a babe most of the time, but like you, I have plenty of babe moments. I'm a babe who lives to flee the scene. In the fight or flight category, I'm staunchly in camp flight. Whenever things get intense, especially with people for whom I feel deeply, I book it like there's only 15 minutes left in happy hour. I have run from intense 
I have run from fights in exotic locales like Tokyo, Seoul, and Dubai. Tour life tends to bring out the full babe in me, as well as outings from Disney World to go to fair. Oh, as well as outings from Disney World to Fairy Tale Lounge, Hell's Kitchen go go joint. I think the problem comes when I combine alcohol with hanging with good friends I have feelings for. The most recent came at a place called the Bike Stop here in Philly, where I live now. This friend I ran from had and I had been pretty platonic until the past few months when we had a drunk, a couple drunken makeouts. He legit makes me laugh like there's no other. And I think we could be great together, but he's got some heavy luggage he carries around. Cut to us going to the bike stop basement with a group of my friends, a venue that hosts things like jockstrap night. He gets flirty with this boy and I see them start to make out. And I turn to my friend Frank and I said, I'm out of here. I don't need to see that. Not as cute as when Val Cherish says it. I get upstairs and pause just long enough to see if he'll follow me. I'm not new, which he does. <laughs> and he asks what my deal is. I say, I just don't want to see him kissing other people. He says he thought it was clear when he said he didn't want a relationship. I said, I thought maybe things changed. He also said that he adores me and that if he did want a relationship, it would be me. At first I was like, Oh, and then immediately switched to ew. I feel like it's just a different take on if I was gay, I would be you or I'm really attracted to your brain. Lol. Anyways, it's been a few weeks and we're back to texting all the time, but I'm not sure I want to start getting close with him again if the cycle of crushing and being crushed will continue. Any of your Brill thoughts are welcome. Thanks for keeping me company and for being the number one reason strangers look at me funny as I'm cackling to myself at the pod on the subway. Love and lols. P.S. Someone needs to greenlight the Sex in the City 3 with time travel and lung cancer. I would watch the shit out of that one. <laughs> Love. Um, Does that person identify a male? Female? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think you have to protect yourself from these kinds of situations. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I mean, it's just the baggage that's preventing well, and the fact that this guy doesn't says he doesn't want a relationship. Oh, I thought he said he did want a relationship. If he did, oh, I see. If yes, he, he did, did want a relationship. he would be with this guy. Got it, yeah. But that's like a cop-out. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but you don't want to like, you know, maybe a time will come. Yeah. You're like, hang on forever. Yeah. <laughs> don't date anybody <laughs> else. Just wait, wait, wait. Never let go. <laughs> I mean, I think he probably is sweet and means it when he says that it would be you if he did want a relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, what can you really do with that? Like yeah, your only true. choice is really to wait around and yeah. like hope. And if you can't compartmentalize and just be like, okay, I'm going to be like, live, laugh, love, hang out. And like, whatever happens, happens. Like he clearly is like feeling free to make out in front of you. Yeah. If you can handle that, then great. Have you ever had somebody who like really was into you that you strung along? <laughs> that I strung along? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had like, I feel like I've had moments like that yeah. or dated people for like a few months, but not really like always kind of keeping a distance knowing that I didn't want anything super serious. Yeah. And then eventually like it would get to a point place where they would say something to me and right. then I'd have to be like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I'm not yeah. like into it in that same way. Yeah. Like I could keep doing this, but I don't want anything more than this. Yeah. I've been there too. So yeah. Which is like 
I mean, that's fair to feel, to feel that way and to voice that. Yeah. But then it's also fair for the other person to be like, that's not good enough for me. I gotta go. Yeah. I wonder, like I, I've had that kind of like, I've been on both sides where Mm -hmm. you want so badly to be with somebody and then they're like, "Mm." um, and I feel like just distance and time just makes it go away. And then eventually I'm just like, ugh, I can't believe I ever even like that person. Yeah. Yeah. Those kinds of things also, like your crushes, say more about you than they do about the person you're crushing on. Mm. Like in all their behavior and attitudes and stuff, like like the fact that this person doesn't want to be with you has nothing really to do with you. It's like has everything to do with like them and their life, which is totally separate and has no reflection on you. Yeah. But the fact that you're really attracted to someone that's like wishy washy and like feeling that way. And then the way you feel is like something to look at because that says everything about you. Yeah. Cause I've been in the same place where I've, my thing too is like, I've really, fallen for people who are like powerful like strong personalities or people that clearly have like a lot of demons but then they also have this side of them that has like a ton of potential and then i can like project a lot of stuff onto that and then it's like i get really like wrapped up it's like my black hole devil tarot Mm -hmm. where i just get power over you yeah, yeah totally sucked in and i start to feel like they're like a drug for me almost like i crave their approval and like attention and so that says a lot more about me than any of those people yeah maybe this person has a devil tarot yeah should we draw pleiades card sure Ooh, Vega. Vega. Feminine principle. The ancient Vegan civilization, breaking away from the Lyrians, manifested the feminine principle by their intense devotion to spiritual expression. They were the earliest priests and priestesses. They were the first to develop spiritual methods. They had no interest in moving out into the galaxy to develop planets like the Lyrians. All they needed was within. This card reminds you the same truth. All you need is within you. Stop looking outside yourself for fulfillment. Instead, rely on your own light and inner awareness. The deeper you go within, the vaster the universe becomes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Lara and friend. I'm listening to this week's episode with Elizabeth Parks Kibby and found the anecdote about her grandma not knowing what sex was on her wedding night weirdly relatable. When I was in college, I started exploring guys after being with girls in high school. I wasn't having sex with any guys at this point though, mainly because I saw it as a second virginity, something to be given away delicately and carefully because I was so averse to having sex. I never came to understand how bottoms got clean before it. I broke a hymen in high school without any idea of what would happen prior. That was a pretty cray experience that bled into my college sex life. Despite watching plenty of porn in which this never happens, I became totally convinced that I would get poop all over my dick if I tried to have sex with a man. In many ways, it became part of my brand. People would ask me why I didn't sleep with so-and-so, and I would respond, ew, I don't want poop dick. <laughs> it was easier to go with that than reveal how vulnerable I felt about engaging with men on an intimate level. This went on for years. None of the 8 million gays at my fancy liberal arts alma mater checked me on this or explained how douching works. It remained a mystery to me. Eventually, I found an amazing guy to get on that level with. I pulled out after losing my boygenity and no poop dick. All Once we showered together, I learned all about the technique. <laughs> I don't know if this story has a morale. Perhaps there is love and light at the end of the tunnel and not shit, depending on who you sleep with. 
Anyways, love you and love the pod. Love and light, a fond reader. Oh, oh, <laughs> poor thing. It's true. There wasn't like education. I mean, I don't know how old this person is, but there wasn't like resources to find out how to do deal with that. No. Yeah. No one tells you about any Ask of that kind of know. stuff. No. No. And like how long it can take and all. Yeah. It's like, it's a real process. Yeah. And I feel like I grew up with a lot of the, like, anal sex was, like, totally taboo or just, like, a joke, like, a butt of a joke or something. Yeah. I think it's Gabe Liebman has a joke that's, like, yes, it's hard to hook up as a woman, but does your vagina fill up with shit every day? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Hi, Lara and guest. It's you. Hi. Thanks so much for the show and all that y'all do. I so look forward to Sup Babe and Sex in the City 3. I'd like to stay anon, by the way. Because of some really difficult family issues, I decided to spend Thanksgiving on my own in Austin. I made a bleak one-person Thanksgiving meal, spent the day applying to jobs, and felt for pretty blah about the whole day otherwise. Mm. I decided to go to a meetup bar crawl by myself that night because I wasn't doing anything. Fast forward to about 2 a.m. I'm brown out. The bars are closing and I decide to drive this very hot guy who I've been talking to home. We get to his apartment and he invites me up for a glass of wine. And of course, I say yes. I guess we'd been talking about sex stuff because he mentions how I said I liked kinky shit and we ended up hooking up. I think this would be a good place to mention that I had not done any cleanup to my pubic hair and it's nappier than the hair on my head. My wig was not secured on my head. He ended up spanking me so hard that two days later, my ass is still numb and we had anal, which was out of the ballpark for me for a one night stand. Everything was consensual. We used protection and I remember having fun except for looking back. I think he was in college. I'm 26 and I cannot remember his name for the life of me. My question is about alcohol. Sigh. About three times a year, I brown slash blackout. The worst consequence of it is the 48-hour hangover that comes from it. I usually laugh it off because I wake up in one piece with my keys, wallet, and phone, and I'm usually not too embarrassed because living in this city, I don't believe people would be able to decipher my black face from any other black female face. I know this is a horrible thing to say, but it's true. Do you and a guest have any suggestions about being less sloppy? Do I need to give up alcohol altogether? Sometimes I feel like I want to have fun and will be missing out on something if I don't get fucked up. Any any suggestions on how to clean up this really horrible behavioral pattern would be super helpful. Thank you, a loyal reader. Hmm. Hmm. First of all, don't drink and drive, please, anymore. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Start there. Just make that one rule for yourself. Yeah. Drinking and driving is like, there's just no reason. That's a babe. Yeah, that's a babe. And also, you would be... That will ruin that your will life haunt more you. than anything else. Yeah, that has potential to really fuck your life up. Yeah, I have that for like rule. a variety of reasons. I never drink uh, or I never drive after even one drink. And that's just a rule. And if you make it a rule for yourself, it's easy to follow. Yeah. And Uber's cheap and you can leave your car somewhere and get it the next day. And there's yeah. lots of alternatives for you to take. If I go out and I know I'm going to have a drink, I always just Uber. Yeah. But mom and dad talk out of the way yes <laughs> no, um, enough scolding it's no judgment just no judgment just like that's a number one way to make yourself feel better and protect yep. yourself yep. the other thing is like i relate so hard to this because that's how my drinking patterns got to be too where it's mm-hmm. like me it it went from like blacking out like 10 times a year to then like 
five times a year, then like brownouts, then maybe like one blackout every year. But every time, the older I get, the more ashamed I feel about Mm -hmm. getting that out of control while drinking. Yep. And now it's gotten to a point where I really don't drink that much anymore. Like maybe once a week I'll have like a couple glasses of wine or like something that I find to be really delicious. But like it isn't so much of like a social thing that I partake in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, there were years where I could count on one hand how many times I didn't drink mm-hmm. in the whole year. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's like, well, I mean, al- drinking and alcohol is normalized in society and it's advertised and it's just every, you know, it's, uh, when you, gets down to it it's not good for you yeah it's poison (laughs) and it's woven into the culture in such a way that it's like you're like should we meet up for a drink like it's like not the same it's like you would never be like should we meet up for like a bump of coke should we meet up for (laughs) For like to smoke a joint yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's like just not the same it's not it's probably the hardest thing to stop or cut down on because it's it's everywhere and will be forever and it you when you stop or slow down on drinking it it, you have to find other things to do Mm -hmm. i've had like you know everybody does like a month a year or whatever or something like it's like the worst part of stopping drinking is how boring it is there's like i don't know i would just get so bored sometimes yeah um and even when you're out with other people like when i did a sober month once and i still went out and would just have like soda water or whatever But I started to realize, like, oh, I'm not even, like, the only way to have fun around certain groups of people is if you're drinking with them. Yes. And so that's kind of, like, a depressing realization because you're like, do I even like these people? Like, what is the connection here? It's one of the ways I think about it is, like, do I want to give my next day or two days, like like you said, you have long hangovers. Do I want to give those two days to people I don't even really like that much? Yeah. Like just to get through the night with them. Mm-hmm. Um, one book I read was Alan Carr's How to Stop Drinking. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It just like kind of just re reframes what alcohol is in and who, how you relate to it, how you can survive without alcohol and be like, it doesn't, it dulls your senses. It doesn't make you smarter or funnier or more relaxed or anything. And funny, you know, in the end, it makes you more anxious. It makes you less smart. It less makes you less funny. It makes you a lot of, um, yeah, it has a lot of negatives. But then, yeah, the real truth of it is like you might just not like what you're doing. You might not like going to that bar. You might not actually like enjoy hanging out with those people. And that's the hard. Well, I think too, and what speaks to me about this a lot and something that I've struggled with is like it sounds like you had maybe like a lonely holiday that wasn't exactly the way you wanted to spend like Thanksgiving where now every, like everywhere you look, you see people like broadcasting how amazing their holiday is or whatever. And then maybe drink to kind of like dull the pain or emotional, like whatever that was going on with you because of the way you spent this holiday. And that's something like, for me, when I'm going through some sort of like emotional crisis, I think, I think even in high school, like I used to drink or do drugs to get away from it. And then as I've gotten older, it's like, okay, well, 
I'll just like spend money or like buy a bunch of shit or like find that way to do it. And then when I like put myself on a spending freeze or take that away, it's like, Oh, I'll just eat a bunch of like food to deal with it. And then when I take that away, like I can slowly take everything away and then if I go through an emotional moment, I'll be like, God, I just want to get so fucked up right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, I'm like, I would yeah. fucking I just, deserve it. I need. Yeah. For sure. ri- like, yeah. I would like smoke oxy if I could right now, <laughs> like just go to a place where it's like, I just want to be like, yeah. totally flattened out. Yeah. And then but that's always that's become like a good sign in a sense that it's pointing out that I have other shit going on. That's like, I'm trying to. I'm urged to like self-medicate against. Well, and also, I mean, I think one of the big things is to be nice to yourself and not to, not to beat yourself up after drinking and not to, you know, just to realize that even by asking this question, you are taking steps to do something for yourself. Um, if you really want to, and it's not to say that you never have to drink again or, you know, it's just, you're recognizing that you don't enjoy it as much and you're fighting against so much. You're fighting against like potentially years of normalized drinking or time, like drinking when it it didn't have this bad effect on your life. Yeah. And so it's might not be a quick turnaround and you might have to just keep working on it, but it's something I think everybody could, that's a really good from, point. Yeah. Cause I think too, a lot of the times I'm like, Oh, I want to just like quit altogether, but I don't mm-hmm. identify as an alcoholic. No. Yeah. And like, I don't even identify as someone that has a drinking problem. Like I've had problems with drinking in the past, but like there is a part, it's just like reframing your relationship with alcohol. And I get frustrated at myself when it's like, Oh, like it either needs to be like all or nothing or like, how do I even do this or navigate it? And it's just like, can you get to that sweet spot where you savor where you're hanging out with people that you really want to be around Mm -hmm. and maybe you're having a glass of wine that you find to be really delicious or like savoring the flavor and feeling like a bit of the head rush and being like, woo for a second. But Mm -hmm. then knowing how to keep that in check and like, not push it too far to where you're going to be hung over the next day or be betraying your own values. Yeah. And I think another thing too is like, well, first of all, like alcohol doesn't taste good, Mm -hmm. which is a funny thing. Like I know it sounds lame, but you could, you can order something that's super delicious with fewer calories. That's like a root beer float or something. And like, it's just all the drinks are masking most types of alcohol, but then also, Um, I know that like, I'm, if I'm have a, you know, a month break or whatever, or a big break from drinking, I'm like, I feel like being bad, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to be, I'm being so, I've been so lame and such a loser. This, like I've been doing puzzles and staying in and now I just want to be bad. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) (laughs) there's that like perception that if you aren't drinking or you're a loser or you're, you know, you aren't living life in Mm -hmm. a way like you're missing out on things. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things is that you feel like you can't go to a party if you're not going to drink, but you can. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. There's a, just talk to more people about it. I think that's part of it because you can also close up and shame spiral and just like get ashamed of being hungover and then drink more. And it just can get really, it's, uh, you don't have to identify as an alcoholic to want to st- like drink less. Mm-hmm. 
and it doesn't sound like you are like a few blackouts a year is like pretty reasonable (laughs) i know (laughs) but it's also crazy that we think of that as being like reasonable like if you told me that you do so many drugs that you black out five times a year (laughs) i'd be like i'm Ah, concerned but like weirdly alcohol gets a pass exactly yeah and it's like don't feel bad about the sex element of that also because it sounds like you guys had fun and I've had sex with a lot of people whose names I can't remember. Yeah. It's kind of pretty NBD. <laughs> I don't want to remember their names. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. So that. Yeah. No, God, no, don't. That's the worst thing you can do is just feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Um, or rail yourself or yeah. like guys like don't care about your pubic hair. No. <laughs> They're literally just like happy to be like coming. Oh God. Yeah. 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 I've also been in a situation where I was like really drunk or fucked up and having consensual sex, but like doing like a spanking thing that went like way too hard. And that's just another thing about drinking is like, you're not going to feel it in the moment. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, this person like beat me. Yeah. And like, if you were sober, you would know your limits a little bit better. Yeah. And so that's just like, not something to judge, but something to take into consideration. Yeah. Because you don't want to be like, yeah, you just don't want to be pushing your sexual boundaries if you're not like having the wherewithal of the fact that you're like doing that. And there's just always anxiety that when you're hungover, you're just like, did I do something stupid? Did I say something stupid? Especially in those brownout nights. But Mm -hmm. oh, that's what I like. If you've ever gone online and taken that like test of like, am I an alcoholic? (laughs) Like if that test was accurate every single person i know would be if i need to go to aa yeah (laughs) it's it's very severe those things and uh, so there are ways to do it without having to like become a mennonite farmer yeah yeah you don't need to be dakota johnson in the beginning of suspiria (laughs) wait was oh right she's mennonite Mennonite. yeah i forgot (laughs) god bless her but it is all going to be okay. Yes. You're on the journey of like reframing it. and you're yeah. doing it. And that's the most important part. Yeah. That's major. So be proud of yourself. And I'm sorry that you had a lackluster Thanksgiving. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. One Christmas Kyle and I spent, we didn't go to um, any family dinners or anything. And I had the bright idea to watch wit. Have you ever seen that with Emma Thompson? No. It's about a woman dying of cancer. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a great movie, but it is not great for Christmas day. Yeah. When I was in my depression, K hole this past week, I watched lady Macbeth, which oh, was really it? was intense, but also not a good depression movie to watch. No. Cause it had also some just like really uncomfortable themes. And like, I was just like, why am I watching? <laughs> like, I felt like traumatized, but I watched like a couple movies that just, I was like, this is hurting my soul. Yeah. I'm not as resilient as I once was. No. Whereas like, bang it on. <laughs> okay. It. We're going to pull a card. Yeah. Here I'll pull you read. Okay. Whoa. This one's colorful. It's called alchemy. One Oh two. And it's a Sasani parallel. Ooh, pretty. It's got rainbows. Yeah, this card is a stunner. Yeah. Okay. A Sasani alchemy parallel. Reality is created through our conscious and unconscious thoughts, emotions, and intents. When they are aligned, we become the reality that we prefer, as long as we are following our excitement, which represents the natural flow of the universe. 
This essential as Sasani teaching is a process of alchemy, but it means that we must look at our own self-sabotaging behaviors and confront our shadows, knowing ourselves fully. Only then can we come into full alignment with our true selves. This card means that it's time for you to take this step. Clean up unfinished business. Be free and embrace synchronicity. Oh. Wow. Unfinished business. Yeah. Maybe you should shave those pubes after all. (laughs) 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 Oh, we love you. Oh, we love you. Thank you so much for being my guest. It's a treat, as always. And doing these readings with me. Enlightened. Getting mystical. I'm an elk. You're a whale. You're (laughs) such a whale. I'm taking this whale energy out and about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, love and light to you readers. If you want to email, do it. Babepodcast at gmail.com. It's very, very easy. If you like this podcast and you're new, welcome. (laughs) But also rate it five stars and leave a good review in iTunes. And follow Graydon. AKA Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Add Graydon Shepherd. Don't be put off by the Christmas. Tree. No, get into it. And yeah. then also let's like reframe Santa Claus and like find a new Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa truthers. Yeah. I'm a Santa. I'm over it. Yeah. Next steps. Yeah. And let us know what our star meters are. Oh my God. Yeah. And look up our star <laughs> meters and tell us because we are not going to pay for IMDb pro. Not anymore. Mm-mm. That day of is my life over. is over. Bye. Babe? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.